A woman stepped out onto the street one day, but as her foot met the pavement, her body began to twist and twitch until she was full-blown dancing in the streets. The people that passed by would stare at this woman, who would continue to dance for days on end. Her feet soon were bloodied and bruised, and her face twisted up into a painful frown. But she continued to dance, day by day. Then she began to get backup dancers, whose feet also bled as they danced with her for days on end. This would start one of the strangest mysteries we have yet to solve, the dancing fever. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. Um, I think that I might have relit my spark. Um, we talked about recently how I sort of was fizzling out, nothing was really interesting me. And with this episode, it sounded just bizarre and crazy, and I enjoyed reading about it. And then with Sunday's episode, I actually ended up writing it different than I've been writing my notes out and stuff, and I kind of wrote it more out as like a storyboard type thing. It still is 100% the case, but I covered it more like that instead of fact by fact, and I had so much more fun doing it like that, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it on Sunday because it really felt a lot funner. It felt how it felt when I first started doing the podcast. And yeah, it's less fact and fact and fact. And it's more of, you know, like a movie, like a documentary, how you would see it happen. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to that one. My studio is actually on a pause right now. I had some pretty massive family emergencies come up. Um, A lot of things have happened in the last two weeks. And I know I said I had some family emergencies last time, but this is a whole new one and it's just made it a lot harder to continue doing that right now. Um, But I promise you we're going to get that done. And yeah, thank you for everybody who's been following along and watching that. It's been really fun and we're going to finish it. I just, I need to take a step back from it for now because of all the stuff happening and I just really need to focus on uh, my family. But yeah, here we are today. I'm excited to be back. I feel better and just more like myself and that spark feels like it's there again so uh, i'm sorry if the last couple of episodes have kind of been a downer and i'm sorry that i missed that one friday i'm not gonna stop thinking about that because of course i feel guilty about it but we're here today and that's all that matters let's go ahead and jump right into today's case as i said early on this is the case of the dancing fever i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it because I never had. When I first discovered it online, I thought I was looking up a folktale. I thought I was reading about a story that had been passed down that could or couldn't be true. I didn't think that this was a true story, but the dancing fever or the dancing plague, whatever you knew it as, has actually been very well documented in the 16th century history records which means it actually happened. 
On top of that, this is actually not the only time that there has been some sort of dancing plague. Because I guess in like Switzerland and Holland and Germany, there was a couple other plagues similar to the dancing plague, which did take some lives as well. Some of them came from a spider bite. Some of them came from stress. It just sort of depended on the dancing plague. But this has happened more than once. And when I say it was documented, you guys, it was well documented. There were physician notes. There were ceremonies that were held. There was religious and local chronicles that covered the entire thing while it was happening that we have found. Tons of notes from the city council talking about the incidents. These are all things that concrete the idea that this dancing fever had to have happened. So what we are aware happened was on July 14th, 1518. It is said that a woman named Fra Trophia, I think is how you say her name, stepped out onto the street of her city and began to dance. Even though there was people walking up and down the street trying to talk to her or interact with her or even try to get her to stop, she continued to dance. She couldn't tell them why she was doing it. She was just doing it. This would go on with her dancing alone for almost an entire week straight. She would dance all morning, all day, and finally near the end of the night, she would end up collapsing in a fit of sweaty exhaustion. She was so tired she couldn't even get up to move herself and she would just lay on the ground, twitching and fall asleep. Then the next morning, Instead of getting up and moving on and, you know, acting like it didn't ever happen, she would wake up, get up, and begin to dance again. And the people that walked by her are reported in saying it looked like she was in a trance-like state. Her eyes were glossed over and she was just dancing. Then it felt like the people that were walking by and watching her began to become infected as well. This woman danced for a week straight alone, getting up when it was morning and collapsing when it was night. Her feet were bleeding in her shoes. They were bruised. She was in so much pain. And finally, this solo dance started to have backup dancers join her. Slowly, one by one, people would begin to step onto the street with her and start to dance with her. This number started out small, only about two dozen, when suddenly, rapidly, more and more people would join her on the streets, and over 400 people were dancing in the streets, unable to stop. Just like her, their feet were bleeding, they were bruised, they would wake up with the sun and collapse when the sun set. You could ask them what they were doing, why they were dancing, and they could not answer you. All they could tell you were that they were unable to stop. That was until they began to gloss over as well, to enter this trance-like state and just continue to dance silently. Of course, this caused concern. The rest of the town folks who were not affected began to theorize what was going on. A lot of them blaming it on hot blood or some sort of type of fever 
that was causing these people to dance uncontrollably. They would bring in experts to try to find out what was wrong with these people, including doctors and scientists, and they had no luck. So the town decided their best choice of action was to let them dance it out. They would stop eventually, right? So they hired a band. This band would play music for the dancers all day long. That way they were no longer dancing to the music in their heads and they were no longer silently dancing. They were trying to make these dancing fevers, this dancing plague, as joyful as possible. When the band didn't seem to help, they also decided to bring in professional dancers who were not infected with this dancing fever and just let the city dance its heart away. They couldn't dance forever. They had to eventually stop, right? Then people began to drop one by one from pure exhaustion. This became concerning because at first they were dropping from exhaustion at the end of the day, waking up and dancing again, but now these people were dropping for long periods of time. So the city decided to bring in men whose pure job it was to hold up these dancers for as long as possible and try to help them not collapse from exhaustion. That meant the dancers could move and dance as needed, but not have to hold their own weight up while they were doing it. This did seem to help, but they still continued to drop from exhaustion. They were dancing for so long and so hard. And soon, this exhaustion turned to collapsing and having heart attacks or strokes. People began to die because of the dancing. On top of that, the people dancing were not just harmlessly dancing in the street anymore. Occasionally, they began getting violent with the people that were watching them dance, or if somebody tried to talk to them while they were dancing. They would straight up attack these people. Other times, these dancers were stripping down completely and totally naked in front of the town and dancing naked. You couldn't get clothes on them because if you got close to them, they became mad. If things didn't get weird enough, some of them began to act like animals while dancing. Others began to basically have sex in the middle of this town while dancing. You guys, this was an insane sight to see and things just kept getting weirder. So they brought in more and more people. They brought in a couple more scientists and a couple more doctors, and they began to see if these dancers were maybe showing any other side effect that could point them in the direction as to what was going on. Interestingly enough, they discovered that the dancers reacted specifically to the color red. Some would get violent, some would get excited. They just would react to red. But when they were presented with the color black, they were repelled by it. They were disgusted and wanted to run away. So they tested the other colors, seeing if maybe there was something about those two, dark and lights, or something like that. But no other colors seemed to have any other effect on the dancers. This continued for two months. These people were dancing, dropping dead, bleeding in pain, attacking other people, embarrassing themselves in public. 
And then suddenly, they would collapse, wake up the next morning, and just walk away. They didn't need to dance anymore. Some would drop in exhaustion and die. Others would wake up and walk away. Some, in the middle of their dance, would turn to a face of confusion and a lot of pain, and they would stop dancing and walk away. Now, the city came to the conclusion that this was because of their doing, because within the last couple of weeks, they decided that these dancers had to have been cursed, or the devil was, you know, controlling their bodies. So they were snatching these dancers one by one and taking them up to the mountain top shrine to pray with the dancer that they would stop dancing. This in turn would pray the devil away or, you know, the spirits that possessed them would no longer be able to be there because they're, you know, praying to God and they would leave and somehow this would heal the dancers. They were convinced that their praying at the top of this mountain stopped the dancing fever. From the time the dancing started to when it finally ended, there was about 15 people that died a day from dancing and exhaustion. The sources, even in you know all of the history that we have about this, don't give us an exact number. Honestly, we are unsure if this is actually what happened or not, because it's entirely possible that the death count is off, especially with us not having a definite number. The dancing fever left as quickly as it came. And we still don't really know what caused it. We have our theories. Some of our theories are as followed. A lot of people, including a lot of historians, believe that this dancing plague was triggered strictly by stress. Apparently, there was a saint around that time that believed in the power of dancing and the healing power that it had. On top of that, the dancing plague hit the city when it was full of famine and disease. So the theory is that the city who was sick, dying, and starving believed this saint believed that there was power in dancing, whether that was consciously or subconsciously or both. And one day, these people who were under so much stress kind of snapped and they went into autopilot and, you know, subconsciously they believed that dancing could heal them. And so their bodies basically forced them because of stress to dance, to try and heal the town, heal themselves you know, move on from this famine and this disease-ridden city. Does that make sense? Basically, their stress got so bad, their body shut down. And they did the only thing that they believed would help, which was dance. But this doesn't explain why they got violent, why they stripped down, why they acted like animals, why they had sex in the middle of town. It doesn't explain why the color of red seemed to provoke a reaction out of them and the color of black seemed to repair them. It doesn't explain any of that. Another less popular theory 
is that every single one of these dancers was part of a cult. They all decided to begin dancing together to either try to scare people, maybe try to get more people to join their cult. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Cults do some pretty crazy things. I mean, we've covered a lot of them on this podcast, but I don't see how you could get so many people to begin dancing to the point that their feet were bloodied and bruised and they were collapsing. Unless maybe it was some sort of crazy mass suicide. Even then, I feel like there would have been something else with this dancing if it was a cult. I don't think it would just be randomly dancing in the middle of the streets. Of course, another popular theory is that every person, basically every person, in the city ate something bad. Whether this was food poisoning or something that actually created hallucinations, it is entirely possible that there was a fungus on the food. And this fungus was either spread through the town or the food that it had infected was spread through the town. Either way, the theory is that the city all ate this fungus and once consumed, this fungus would create psychoactive hallucinations and make people go a little crazy. This fungus usually grows on damp stalks of rye And I guess when it's consumed, it can create similar hallucinations to LSD. Even though the likelihood of this is small, it is possible that the town began to share a hallucination that was causing them to dance. This doesn't always happen, but there are cases of one or two people or even sometimes a group of people that all take something like LSD and they will share a hallucination and be in each other's hallucinations. I don't really know how that works. I probably should have looked that up, but I do know it's possible. It's very, very unlikely though that over 400 different people would all share a hallucination. On top of that, Unless they continued to consume the infected food, there's not really a way that this hallucination would be able to continue and this fungus and the side effects from consuming it would be able to continue for more than a day. And these people danced for two months. That is the same thing with food poisoning. Unless they continued to eat the poisoned food, it is not really likely that this hallucination would continue for more than one day. On top of that, this fungi and food poisoning decreases the blood supply in your body, which if it was the case that these people had consumed something that was either causing the hallucinations or was food poisoning, they would not have enough energy or blood supply to dance for as long as they did or as hard as they did. It would basically be not physically possible. On top of that, it spread to a lot of different people around the lake. Every single one of these little towns that began to get the dancing fever all grew and consumed different crops. So if it was going to be anything that they all shared and consumed, it'd probably be something in the water, not a fungus on the food. 
Also interesting to mention, if any of you are familiar with the Salem Witch Trials, one of the theories in how the Salem Witch Trials happened and were able to happen was because everybody had consumed this fungus and they were all hallucinating and a little bit crazy. And of course, like we talked about earlier, we have to talk about possession. That is still a theory to this day in some people's minds. A lot of people back then believed that this was what was going on. Basically, the thought process was that one demon or a bunch of demons were possessing every single one of the people dancing and was controlling them and forcing them to dance. The people who believed this during the time believed that there had to be a special song that they could play that would basically banish the demons off of the people dancing and save their lives. So they started to try and switch through songs, played multiple songs over and over and over again to try to find the right song that would banish these demons. This never happened. That's one reason why they started to snatch the dancers and take them up the mountain to the shrine and try to pray the dancing fever away because they could not find the song that they knew had to have existed. Most of the people who believed this and were witnessing the dancing would also talk around town about how every single one of those dancers must have sinned because of the sinning. They were either, like I said, possessed by a demon or the devil was punishing them for their sins. And some people didn't believe it was the devil at all. They believed it was a witch. Regardless of how it happened, whether it was, you know, food or possession, a little over 100 people ended up dying from this disease. As I said earlier, the end number is still fuzzy. It went on for two months, and near the end of it, 15 people a day were dying from dancing, But the sources that we have say that it affected a little over 400 people and a little over 100 people ended up dying from the dancing fever. It left as fast as it had come and still to this day, nobody knows what caused it. There are a lot of theories surrounding the cause. There have been a lot of other situations where it's the same thing or a similar thing happened. Like I said, one was caused by a spider bite, one was caused by mass hysteria, To me, I feel like maybe it was more likely the mass hysteria thing, or it is possible that it was something everybody ate. Because maybe it was in the water. Maybe they drank something and it was affecting them, and the townspeople knowing they were dancing in the heat all day were bringing them more water, and that is why it prolonged this, because they were continually eating or drinking something that was causing these hallucinations. But honestly, I have no idea. What do you think happened? Do you think it was a cult? Could it have been food poisoning? Stress? Could it be possession? Whichever you believe, the dancing fever happened. Over 400 people danced themselves to exhaustion, and over 100 people collapsed and died from the dancing. Without knowing what caused the dancing fever in the first place, we are unable to prevent it from happening again. Is it possible that your city could also break out into a dancing fever?
This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.